Welcome to the Recovery Lifestyle Podcast, a Christ-centered recovery show where we discuss the habits, mindsets, and tools that will help you live the recovery lifestyle. We believe that if you regularly do the work by reading the Word, showing up at recovery meetings, getting engaged at your local church, and giving back through service, that you will build a stronger relationship with Jesus and experience the freedom that comes from lasting sobriety. Please join myself, Chris Decker, and my co-host, John Rizzi, as we serve as your virtual recovery coaches through Season 2, featuring monthly recovery challenges, inspiring testimonies, expert guest teachings, and the raw, real-time recovery journey that we go through each and every day. To help us reach more people, please subscribe and leave a review. And for now, enjoy today's episode. All right. You made it back to the Recovery Lifestyle Podcast. You're either brand new or you've been around here for a while, and we're really stoked that you came to check us out. This is a recovery show, and part of that is going to be hearing some things that you don't want to hear. This is both for the person in recovery and for the person that leads recovery groups. Today's episode is specifically about leadership. If you don't care about leadership, skip this episode, but I guarantee you'll get something out of it. This is the third part of a three-part series. We highly encourage you to go back to part one and listen to part two, and now part three will make way more sense to you. But either way, uh, my name is Chris. I'm joined here in studio by John, and away we go. And you know what, Chris? I would challenge you, uh, don't skip this episode because you're a leader no matter what. Whether you think you're a leader or not, you are one. And and all if you're a man, you're called to be the leader of your household, spiritual leader of your household. But all of us wear a leadership hat in some way, shape, or form. And And when we unpack this love, because we're talking about withholding love, the intimacy anorexia, a trait of withholding love. We talked about first Corinthians 13 and all of the love traits. And I think that they have leadership principles, all of them. And one of the things that I think is sort of almost taboo is talking about love in the context of work or my career. Um, unless it's like, I love my job, but that goes back to the, you know, how we've watered down the word love. Do you really love your job? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we, we watered down the word love, but, but true love, the kind of love that we're supposed to be showing as Christ followers and the kind of love that Paul describes in first Corinthians 13. Um, I think that those love characteristics apply to leadership, uh, no matter what we're leading, whether it's work or school or at home. Um, and the first one is patient, you know, and there's this delicate balance between having deadlines and accountability, but also modeling patience and grace. And, and so, uh, and, and having patience to be interrupted, you know, being a leader means you're going to be interrupted and being mm -hmm. able to handle interruptions well uh, is so, is something that I think is the definition of being loving. It's the definition of being a good leader because uh, handling handling disruptions is hard, right? Like if I'm in the zone and I get disrupted, 
it takes a long time to get back into the zone. And if I'm not able to make that pivot to the person that and pay attention to that person who just interrupted me and actually give them my attention and give them my love, they're going to know it. They're going to sense it. They're going to feel it. And that's going to make me a, 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 a less good leader unless I can actually go, oh, okay, I'm engaged with you, even though I have all this other stuff to do. Um, the second one is kind. So this is that, you know, we need to have constructive criticism for sure. That's how we, that that's loving to give people constructive feedback, but it can't be bullying. It can't be done in anger. It can't be come out as mean. Um, and, and so it's, it's this walking this line of being able to be, kind and loving and speaking the truth in love, Mm -hmm. but not just pandering or telling people what we think that they want to hear or avoiding difficult conversations because we think that that's more loving because we might hurt their feelings. But you know what? When we do that, we're not being good leaders. We're protecting ourselves. We're not protecting that other person. If, if, If someone is doing something wrong or that needs to be pointed out that, that, that they could do better, and I'm afraid to tell them that because I think it might hurt their feelings. I'm just, I'm just being weak. Story time. I was in an open share recovery group on a Friday night and uh guy that leads it, has led it for a very long time, long time, hundred years. And no hyperbole here. Exactly over a hundred years, a <laughs> hundred plus. And, uh, you know, I was mad and I had something to share. I had something to share. And it, it was about leadership in business. And I uh, said uh, God's name with the word damn following it. Mm. Not thinking about anything as to how that could be harmful. I'm like, because one of our guidelines in Celebrate Recovery is no offensive language has a place here in a Christ-centered recovery group. And so I'm like, well, this is a pretty, it's pretty harmless. Just came right out of my mouth. Lo and behold, you know, and this, I, I will never forget this moment is afterward. This guy, he pulls me aside after the group and looks at me with a lot of love and says, Chris, I need you to know that you took the Lord's name in vain. Wow. And we don't do that here. I wanted to be mad, but I couldn't because yeah. he was so nice. <laughs> That's modeling kindness. And I learned my love. I Excuse me. Learned my love. Learned my love. <laughs> I learned something in that moment. Could you imagine he, if he had not done that? Yeah, or if he called you out in front of everybody else. That would have been a bit. So, like, kindness here is not being, like, there's an element of nice, but... If you're withholding, like we're talking about withholding love, not giving the feedback is withholding love, That's especially right. when you know. That's right. You get what I'm saying? Totally. Yeah. You're, you're and from patient it. is like, you can't microwave the recovery. It's really tempting to want to hit fast forward on people's recovery. I know I'm doing it with my wife right now. I'm like, why are you not through this yet? Yeah. But you can't do it. Patient. This is not my timeline. 
Well, and, and that guy modeled the, the kind of gentle delivery of that kind of feedback. Uh, that's really good. Um, don't envy or, or love doesn't envy or boast, right? And so how many leaders have this one-upsmanship, right? It's, it's like I have to – you t someone tells their story and it's like, oh, I can beat that, right? That's, that's not loving. Or I have to try to show how smart I am, right? I don't, you know, it's, it's somewhere in Proverbs, but it's like, um, better to remain silent and appear to be, you know, whatever, a fool, incompetent, a jerk, than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. Right. And, and, and I, I think that that philosophy, uh, is really prudent. Um, and it's, it's loving, right? Like I don't have to say something in every situation, <clears throat> Sometimes I just need to listen and I certainly don't need to be a braggart. Um, love is not arrogant or rude. So, you know, this is just because I'm the leader doesn't mean I'm better than it, someone else. We're all people. My position may be higher in the organization. That's, that's meaningless when it comes to God's economy. That's meaningless when it comes to being a loving person. And, and if, if I let any of that arrogance show, or if I'm rude to someone uh, because, you know, they're my server or my barista or they're the janitor. We've like, all had the boss who was not a boss two months ago, and now they're a boss because yeah. they got a promotion because they were great at what they do. But nobody taught them. How to be a leader. That's right. Now they're a boss and they have authority. And now they're expecting respect for the authority. As a leader, you actually have to earn that position with the people that you work with. They don't work for you. Nobody works for you. You work with them. It's yeah. a partnership. You have to earn that. You have to earn that position every day with them. By guess what? Not withholding love. Yeah, you're right. And 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 there's a big difference, and we could probably do a whole episode on this, of between being a manager or a boss and being a leader. They they are not the same thing. And just because someone is promoted to a leadership role does not mean that they're a good leader. And 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 the the beauty is leadership can be learned. I think there are people who have a lot of natural leadership instincts, but it's also something that can be cultivated and nurtured. And you you all of us can become better leaders. And that's one of the things that we're we're trying to help with here, uh, not just you guys, but ourselves. Um, okay, so love doesn't insist on its own way. Uh, the leadership context here to me is. I need to be open-minded. I need to seek to understand, not just to be understood. I need to cultivate a, a collaboration. Um, I don't have all the answers, and I never will. So I need to be good at asking questions, at soliciting feedback, at incorporating people's other people's ideas, of giving them the credit, of keeping them feeling like they're part of the program and part of the solution. 
these if, things... if you have a true eternal mindset, the idea of getting the credit is loony. Yeah. Makes no sense. There's no point. And if, if the, if it's, if the mindset is true, you know what? I like a good trophy. I like a good pat on the back, but all I'm saying when I value that over love here is that I'm not trusting in the eternal mindset. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And, and ultimately, you know, I'm supposed to be giving credit to God, right? So, <clears throat> because even if it's me who came up with it, who gave me the ability to come up with it? Obviously you and your genius self. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, love is not irritable or resentful. You know, we talked about this in being interrupted, right? Like if the people I lead, when, if they feel like they're interrupting me or if they feel like they're bugging me, people can sense that. Uh, and, and it just doesn't help. It's, and it's the same with any kind of resentment. If I hold resentment towards anyone, they're going to know, they're going to feel it. These are things that don't, that, that are not easily contained. They leak out. <clears throat> Love rejoices with the truth, not wrongdoing. How many people work in a culture of gotcha? I gotcha. Right. Hmm. Where, where, where someone, these are any kind of political environment at work where someone's trying to catch you in a mistake they want to point out what you did wrong. Well, just say no to that. That's unnecessary. It doesn't help. Nobody wants to follow someone who's always going to point out things that they have done wrong. Mm. That's not encouraging. That's not uplifting. That's just being a jerk. Mm. <clears throat> Love bears all things. This is where things like persistence or grit come in. Uh, where we persevere together. We're in this together. We're going to get through it together. We're going to work together. The, hmm. the, the, these kinds of things, when, when we're bearing all things as a team, a leader and the team that the leader is on, we're cultivating bonds. We're, we're building trust. Mm -hmm. We're solving problems. And, and we're making ourselves a more effective team with everything hmm. that we go through. Love believes all things. This is where, you know, I have like a pragmatic optimism, not like Pollyanna-ish where like, ah, oh, the sky is always great. Everything's good. Uh, nothing's ever wrong. No, this is where I'm hopeful <clears throat> in a practical way where I'm not a Debbie Downer. I'm not always trying to, to rain on people's parades. I'm believing that we can work through things. We can make it happen as a team like hoping in all things, right? Together we'll find a way. This, these, these are the first Corinthians love traits. They apply to work. They apply to leadership. <clears throat> Just as much as they apply to my marriage. Want to do open chair? Yeah. Hey guys, my name is John. I'll follow Jesus in recovery for sex addiction. I struggle with intimacy anorexia. John. Hey guys. Oh man, you know, this is another convicting uh, episode for me. I, I want to be a leader who loves. 
I want to love my team. I want to love my boss. And, and, and some of the people that I work with are hard to love. Um, and I think that that just means that they're crying out because they need it more than someone else. Because when they're not doing these things, I want to crit- criticize and blame and gossip and judge. And I need to instead seek to understand what made them this way. Maybe nobody taught them to be a good leader. And instead of me thinking that I'm the great leader and why can't they be more like me, I should be thinking, what can I learn from this relationship? How can I model love even when I'm frustrated? How can I model love even when I'm angry? How can I model love to my, quote, enemies? You know, Jesus tells us to love our enemies And then it's easy for me to brush that off and be like, well, I don't have any enemies. Like, I'm not at war with anybody. Well, but sometimes my boss really makes me angry. Then she's an enemy. Or that guy that cut me off on the road, he's an enemy. I need to love them just like I try to love everyone else in my life. Some people are easy to love. Others are hard to love. I'm supposed to learn something by loving the people who are hard to love. Thanks, guys. I'm John. John, I'm Chris, grateful believer in Jesus Christ with a lot of sins working through. Sorry. Hey, Chris. (laughs) That's good. I'm going to use my open share time to do our closing prayer, but I'm going to pray um, for myself and John first, and then we're going to focus on you. Um, Dear Lord, can you hear me? Is this thing on? Am I wasting my time? No. I know you can hear me. I know you're there. I know you sent Jesus Christ to die for my sins. I know that this love thing that we're talking about today is possible. I know that I can lead with love, and I know that I need love, and you've already demonstrated your love. You didn't withhold it from me. You gave it so freely. So you got to break through and chisel through my heart to break my heart into a million pieces, whatever you got to do to finally get through to me about this love thing. Cause I am tired of being angry and bitter and resentful and boastful and envious and proud. Break me in a million pieces. If you have to, I, I surrender today. John and I surrender this podcast and this whole platform to you. We we are tired of our own way. We're tired of our ambition. We're tired of trying to earn something. There's nothing to earn. And I want to pray a blessing over everyone that's listening to this now that they would be full of love and they would experience your boundless, beautiful, graceful love today. Whether they're a leader in their household with their marriage, a leader in recovery, a leader in business, or a guy that just couldn't possibly fathom the word leader as being a part of their identity. Help them see how it is true. And we pray and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow. Awesome, dude. Hey, you made it this far in the episode. I'd like to congratulate you because to me, that shows that you're taking your recovery seriously. If you'd like to reach out, please visit recoverylifestyle.com. You can use the contact form to submit a prayer request, give us ideas for future episodes, 
or simply to just share what's on your mind, we would love to hear from you. If you really are enjoying the show, what would mean a lot is if you could subscribe and leave a review. That will help more people find the Recovery Lifestyle Podcast.